Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I feel like I haven't talked to him forever, Matt. Have you been seeing shows? Where have you been? Have you been in New York? Like, what's going on? I have not, but I feel like every week when we do our first show together, like, I haven't talked to you in forever. I mean, we text pretty much every day. <laughs> but the actual speaking, it has, it, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but no, um, The I, public has not heard us speak together in ages. That is... And that's really what matters. Um, I've not seen yeah. any shows since the last time we spoke, but I do have multiple shows mm-hmm. that I'm seeing this weekend. I'm actually seeing four. I have a four show weekend. Oh my gosh. What are you seeing? I am seeing the national tour of Frozen on Friday oh, night. Convenient. Yeah. Convenient. I've and seen it. I know you have. And then I'm going to, I have a, a two show day in two different cities on Saturday. I'm going to see Schoolgirls or the African Mean Girls play at American Stage in Tampa. And then I'm driving down the road to Sarasota to see uh, The Great Leap at Oslo Rep. Uh, on Saturday, and then I'm actually going back to the Dr. Phillips Center on Sunday to see Frozen again. First Friday is with my press tickets, and then um, Sunday is with my season passes. So four shows, three days, lots of good content. I'll be talking about all of that on This Week in Theater uh, coming up, uh, I guess, on the 5th of March will be our next episode. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. March. Stop, Matt. Uh, And like a lion. Okay, so I guess we'll get to our February news since we're still in this month. Hello. So first in Broadway news, the Lincoln Center Theater announced full casting today for the upcoming production of Thornton Wilder's The Skin of Our Teeth, beginning at the uh, Vivian Beaumont Theater, April 1st. Again, that's been a big day for everyone, April 1st or April 2nd. Mm -hmm. It's a choice, but I do remember it. Um, They have an opening night for April 25th. Liliana Blaine Cruz is making her Broadway directorial debut. I want to highlight that. That's huge. That's big. I'm I'm thrilled for her. Uh, The cast includes James. James Vincent Meredith, Rosalind Ruff, Paige Gilbert, and Julian Robertson, Gabby Beans, and Tony winner Priscilla Lopez. I was like, when I saw that headshot pop up, and I was like, okay, I'm oh, yeah. excited about this. It means uh, it's- I feel nothing. No, oh, okay. No, that's that's <laughs> the like, song. That's her song yeah. from A Chorus Line. She's amazing. I love her. So this is the 1943 Pulitzer Prize winning play, and they have a full uh, ensemble as well, but um, I'm glad that they were able to announce the full cast today. I also just did not, I, I don't know if I missed this on the news, but I missed that this was coming. So um, that's that's my bad. But uh, yeah, so good for them. It was announced at some point last year, but it this is a show that is like, it, this is weird. Like, this is a weird, heady, trippy show that I feel like if you only know Thornton Wilder from um, The Matchmaker or Our Town, like, this is going to be a little bit of a mind F. Like, it's a it's a weirder, more conceptual play. And obviously, you have a little bit of that in Our Town, but this is... Um, this is a weirder show. It's got three acts that the the three acts don't really tell one story. The first act has to do with like the impending ice age. Um, and then it also like talks about like Sodom and Gomorrah and the roaring twenties. Did um, you know that ice age, the cartoon came out 20 years ago this year? I, I didn't, but that is the best of uh, the, the best reference you could have made in that moment. You're so, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everybody. I'll peace out. <laughs> No, but it's a weird, it's a weird, heady, trippy show that I feel like is perfect for Liliana Blaine Cruz. And I'm excited that they have a cast of like really solid New York actors. Yeah, I, um, 
I, I didn't know this was happening, but I guess because Vivian Beaumont is now open, like it makes sense. And um, I'm just, you know, Lincoln Center, let's go. So the next thing I want to talk about, because we, we got some back-to-back dudes, but like the dudes aren't, it's not about them and the musical per se each time. So the first one is the Barry Manilow musical Harmony has said it's off-Broadway cast fully, like we've talked about before. You know, it's got Chip Zion, star of Carolina Change. Uh, joining Sierra Bajas, star of School of Rock. Um, it's going to be amazing. But joining them is Sean Bell, Danny Cornfield, Zal Owen, Eric Peters, Blake Roman, and Stephen Telsey. Again, this is going to be March 23rd at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, a living memorial to the Holocaust. They have an opening night scheduled for April 13th with a run through May 8th. So make sure you are going to see the National Yiddish Theater Folks Band because it's happening. Yeah, I mean, this is the same theater that was responsible for the amazing Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish a few years ago, yeah. which was so damn good. Um, so this show has been kicking around like almost as long as the movie Ice Age. Um, like, I think it had its world premiere in L.A. like 14, 15 years ago. Uh, and it was supposed to come back in 2020. That did happen for obvious reasons. And they're finally getting a chance to do it in New York. Um, so I'm excited to see this. And obviously Chip and Sierra uh, are tremendous. And the rest of this group uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Boom, there you go. All right. So another dude, you know the music. Do you know the story? The Neil Diamond musical, A Beautiful Noise, announced today tickets for the production's world premiere in Boston's Emerson Colonial Theater. They'll go on sale to fans. I'm not sure who the fans are, like fans of just Neil Diamond or fans of the theater on Tuesday, March 1st, starting at 10 a.m. And then they go to the general public Friday, March 4th at 10 a.m. So they are like, hey, it's happening. I saw the logoing, the branding, chef's kiss. Um, interested interested in this yeah and what's uh, part of that announcement is that they had actually extended the days that they 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 extended the run of the show at uh down in boston so um it's not in the script but they added some more dates so you have more time to go to a theater and bother everybody sitting around you by singing sweet caroline that's a real journalist that's all i want to say Let's take a moment from the show to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. So I, for one, know how incredibly damaging and exhausting living with debt can be. With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over 1 million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Not something that is always moving because you're not exactly sure what your interest rate is, like credit cards always make it impossible to pay off. Upstart doesn't do that because they know that you are more than just your randomly assigned credit score that you don't really have any direct control over. So rather than look at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you the smartest rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com Broadway. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway.
So the limited run of the world premiere of Charles L. White's Gong Lam's Legacy is scheduled for March 24th through April 24th. That's very, very short. That is one month. And you can see it at Theater at St. Clemens. The cast includes Anthony Goss, Alenka Hamilton, Hansel Tan, Deshaun White, and Henry Yuck. The story for Gong Lam's Legacy, because I did not, I didn't know this. Um, it takes place in 1925 in the Mississippi Delta, the set against uh, the backdrop of Jim Crow South. The play concerns a romance that blooms between a Chinese immigrant and a black school teacher. Uh, how can I see it? That's that's all I want to say. <laughs> how can I see it? Uh, um, I'm really excited about this because I didn't know. And um, yeah, it's only one month. So tap, 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 got to go to the theater in April. I feel like everything's happening in April, Matt. Yes. Well, I mean, I think people are finally, you know, feeling like there might be some tourists coming uh, to town, I guess. Like, it's weird. Like, I understand (laughs) Ashley and I talked the other day about, you know, Broadway shows needing to open for the obviously the Tony reasons, whether that's getting in under the eligibility deadline or um, Mrs. It's Doubtfire coming the Tonys, back. Because the Tonys just were spread across two years I that know. I just assume that's how it always is now. No, 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 no. It's not a two year cycle. But like for off Broadway stuff, I think they're just trying to capitalize on excitement for the theater. Things getting warmer. Um you know, it is going to be a rush. Like, things are going to get lost. Like, even the people who go see a show every single day, I think there's going to be too much stuff to actually be able to see. So you've got to really plan that out. I would recommend a spreadsheet oh, to make Jesus sure that people man. see everything that they want you know to see. You know what you should do? You What's should that? sell your spreadsheets because <laughs> I think that people would really benefit no. from the organization quality of how you see shows. It is amazing. It's it's amazing might be a little uh you know laudatory i feel like it's a little bit more weird than than that but if anybody wants help with spreadsheets i'm happy to help but i don't know that mine are worth paying for all right. Well, <laughs> if you are going to Chicago, the uh, League of Chicago Theaters posted a statement today on their Twitter. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Why not? Uh, so they said this is a statement from them. In these changing times, the coalition of more than 60 performing arts venues and producers across Chicagoland who came together in the fall of 2021 to create unified COVID-19 guidelines will continue their COVID-19 vaccination and mask requirements for audiences. This unified COVID-19 protection protocol will be in effect until further notice and will be reviewed regularly based on the needs and comfort of the patrons, staff, and uh, artists, and may be relaxed at any time. Venues, in most cases, will be required audience members to wear masks and provide proof of vaccination, or for those with exemptions, including children, a negative test certification upon entry guidelines may vary by venue, so patrons should check the website of the theater or venue prior to attendance. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty much like what New York is requiring. You have to have those certain things to get in. That seems safe. That seems wise. Uh, I think that that is a a good move for all places where people are congregating to be. So good for uh, the Chicago Theater League. Fair enough. So London. Okay, so we're going to we're we were in Chicago. We're going to travel to London because it's time. So London's National Theater has announced its new summer productions for all three of its South Bank stages. That includes Jack, Absolute Flies Again at the Olivier, Much Do About Nothing at the Littleton Theater, and All of Us at the Dorfman Theater. Jack, Absolute Flies Again because I was like, hey, what's going on here? It's a new version of Richard Brinsley's Sheridan's The Rivals, and it begins July 2nd. I really like The Rivals. So that sounds cool. That's all I'm saying. So if you uh, are familiar with the Screen Actors Guild Awards, formerly also known as the SAGs, uh, you can see Lin-Manuel Miranda, David Diggs, and Leslie Odom Jr. They're going to open the 
28th Screen Actors Guild Awards. It's taking place Sunday, February 27th, and will simulcast on TNT and TBS. The show will also be available the following day on HBO Max. That's the first time that's ever been done. So if you don't have those uh, platforms or you don't um, have cable, you can watch it on HBO Max if you have an account. Kate Winslet will present the 57th SAG Life Achievement Award to five-time SAG Award and Oscar-winning actress Helen Mirren. And I just want to throw this in there because presenters include Rosario Dawson and Vanessa Hudgens, which means there is a potential for a Mimi from Rent Off. And I'm just saying I would like to see it. Yeah, I mean, Rosario obviously did it in the film. Vanessa Hudgens did it at the Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood of course, Bowl? of course, she played Maureen in Rent Live. So that's always confusing for people. Never forget. Um, yeah, the, the Rent from the guy in a wheelchair or whatever. But yeah, mm. so uh, I would love that. I mean, you throw in Daphne and we could have ourselves a real party. And Renee, throw throw Daphne yes. and Renee in there. She should be there with the Hamilton guys. Exactly. Like, what is this? That's not yeah. cool. <laughs> it's like the potential here is insane. Yeah. Uh, do it for me, please. All right. Finally, in recommendations, uh, two things. So the first one is that there's a new report showing how hard uh, POC artists organizations in New York must fight for funding just to like literally exist. So the report is presented by Hugh Arts NYC. It accompanies a directory of 400 plus people of color, cultural organizations in the city of New York alone. Hugh Arts NYC initiative makes the case for greater agency, ownership, power, and resources for Black, Indigenous, Latinx, Asian, Pacific Islander, Middle Eastern, and all people of color artistic practices in all forms across New York City. This was pretty incredible. We, um, in the show notes, we've included like the article about it, but also the the resources uh, in the link. So please take a look. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Finally, if you were wondering what everyone was talking about on Holy Sunday, shit. when they were referencing Lexi's play, they were referencing, I'm just doing this for the culture. I'm doing this for the kids. Um, Euphoria episode seven, season two was like 95% about a play that was done at this high school written by Lexi, who's played by Mara Patel. Yeah, this is fictional. It's not real. But, you know, as we all know, Jeremy O'Harris is a writer on the show. Like, it's very, like, insanely performative, wild. And the thing that everybody was talking about was that the school's budget was insane. But what they probably don't realize is that, like, it was done in this, like, fantastical, you know, um, it's it's obviously not supposed to that's not what the kids were seeing on stage like we were seeing that as viewers and so but it is it's honestly worth the watch it was so crazy and entertaining and um i i'm very mixed on the show because famously i have a really hard time when especially high schoolers are insanely sexualized especially the way on the show that they are i know that teens have sex i've seen footloose but here's the thing okay i know that dancing leads to sex i'm i'm aware i've seen dirty dancing but like the way that sexualized young women especially on the show it's um it's a lot uh because you know i have feelings but the the drama of the show the filming of the show the writing of the show very intriguing and uh this particular episode was for a theater person, a hundred percent. Like there's this one scene where like Maude Apatow is, uh, Lexi is running backstage and she's like, Oh my God, I love live theater. <laughs> just oh my God. Like, yeah, I guess I do too. <laughs> so, so Maude, Maude Apatow, the daughter of uh, Leslie Judd. Mann and Judd Apatow. Yeah, of yeah. course. So it's nice that 
this person in this show is getting some breaks because she wouldn't be able to get them otherwise. Dear, 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 have we not learned anything? Everyone is a nepotism baby. And sometimes it works out and you get a Debbie Reynolds and you get, you know, Carrie Fisher. And sometimes sometimes it's not like that. Like Zendaya. Like, let's not. Zendaya is amazing. Let's she got there all on. Zendaya is Michi and she is the best. And on that note, thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow.